the Raiders. They're known as the dirtiest team in football, with a notorious reputation that spans decades. They've won three Super Bowls and have called three cities home, with Las Vegas as their current home city. For the Raiders, relocation to a new city has always brought drama. But what if the Raiders are known for something else? What if the Raiders were a dynasty? What if the Raiders were the team of the 90s? Let's enter the parallel gridiron to find out. But first, though... Let us begin. Cheers, everyone. Welcome to Brew Stilled. I'm your host, Brandon, and welcome to episode two of the Parallel Gridiron, in where each week for this eight-week special, I'll be exploring alternate timelines in the NFL, in where we explore what a certain events in the NFL turned out differently than they actually did. We're following in the footsteps of Doctor Strange, Wanda Maximoff, Loki, and Sylvie into the NFL's multiverse known as the Parallel Gridiron by asking a powerful question of, what if? Also, do stay for the end of the episode, as each episode will be paired with its own unique drink in the bar of Loki, and in this edition to Parallel Gridiron and what I call the Kings of California, I'll be discussing what if the Raiders and not the Dallas Cowboys were the team of the 90s, and what would have been the repercussions that actually occurred in the NFL if that actually did occur, and how could this scenario actually played out. So in this episode, we'll be going over that scenario as he crossed over into his alternate timeline by once again breaking up the sacred NFL timeline by covering this alternate NFL reality in where the Raiders were the dominant team of the 90s, and then we'll stop by in the bar of Loki to recap the episode with this week's drink pairing. So without further ado, here we go. Follow me into the parallel gridiron of infinite possibility. Our timeline begins in 1987. It's 1987, and prior to the 1987 NFL Draft, it's now four years since the Raiders have won their last Super Bowl over the Washington Redskins. Now they find themselves in a very interesting NFL Draft, in where owner and general manager Al Davis starts to look towards the future in terms of what the Raiders are going to do as they begin to approach the late 80s. And also the 90s are starting to sink in the minds of the Los Angeles Raiders front office. And it's in this 1987 NFL Draft, in where the Raiders make a choice that will forever define their franchise and and also the city of Los Angeles. Now in the real timeline, the Los Angeles Raiders, with the 15th overall pick in the first round NFL draft, drafted an offensive tackle by the name of John Clay out of Missouri. But it's in this alternate NFL timeline in where the Los Angeles Raiders make a very drastic selection by avoiding offensive line, but instead, in this alternate NFL timeline, the Los Angeles Raiders, with the 15th overall pick, draft Jim Harbaugh, quarterback out of Michigan, which triggers this timeline's nexus event. This also unleashes a dramatic shift in the NFL draft, as many speculated that the Chicago Bears are going to draft Jim Harbaugh as their quarterback of the future, but the Raiders beat the Chicago Bears to this by drafting Jim Harbaugh instead. And it's now known that the Raiders are looking for a future franchise quarterback by drafting Jim Harbaugh in this alternate NFL timeline, which begins to set the stage for a series of events that will lead the Raiders to a dynasty, and it's also in this very same NFL draft in where the Los Angeles Raiders end up drafting Bo Jackson, running back out of Auburn. And the rest of the draft goes on according to the timeline line, and it's in the 1987 NFL season, and where the Raiders Jim Harbaugh and Bo Jackson show signs of struggle in the 1987 NFL season, showing that they're still underway to build a team that they actually want. But Jim Harbaugh does go on to put up some very impressive numbers as a quarterback, showing that the Raiders do indeed have a quarterback for the future, as many now start to say that they picked the right person in the 1987 NFL draft. 
and running back Bo Jackson also post some very impressive rushing yard numbers. And it's also shown that the Raiders got a steal in the draft by taking Bo Jackson, but it's still not enough for the Raiders to make the playoffs. And he also finished fourth in their division of the AFC West in the 1987 NFL season. But they're also in a very good position when they go into the 1988 NFL draft with three first round draft picks. And it's in a 1988 NFL draft in where the Raiders make some selections that also go on to further benefit the team as you go on to pick the right players that go on to help them build his dynasty and his alternate NFL timeline. It's in the 1988 NFL draft with a sixth overall pick where the Raiders draft Tim Brown, wide receiver from Notre Dame, which actually occurred real life and in our real timeline, as the Raiders actually did select Tim Brown with the sixth overall pick in the first round of the 1988 NFL Draft. But this is where the timeline takes another turn in this alternate NFL reality. And we're going further in the 1988 NFL Draft with their next selection, the Raiders draft an offensive guard by the name of Brandon McDaniel out of Arizona State, which comes to the ninth overall pick in the first round of the 1988 NFL Draft. Their third selection in the 1988 NFL Draft is a cornerback by the name of Terry McDaniel from Tennessee, who the Raiders draft in order to help bolster the defense and Terry McDaniel was actually selected by the Raiders in this draft, but in this alternate timeline, the Raiders wait to the third pick in the first round of the NFL draft to draft Terry McDaniel. As you see, it's essential to draft Brandon McDaniel first in order to help bolster their offensive line before he's drafted by someone else. Not our timeline, Brandon McDaniel was drafted by the Minnesota Vikings, but in this alternate timeline, he's playing for the Los Angeles Raiders. And as a result of the 1988 NFL draft, the Raiders make some improvements with their offensive line and also their defensive secondary. And also with their wide receiver core. We now go into the 1988 NFL season, and where the Raiders go in with a lot of high expectations, given their motto, commitment to excellence. And also under a new head coach of Mike Shanahan, as Tom Flores is fired in the previous season by Al Davis. But there also continues to be reports of tension in the front office between Al Davis and head coach Mike Shanahan, leading many to believe that this tension and drama is going to have a negative impact on how the Raiders perform in the 1988 NFL season, which in the end actually does occur in its all-time NFL timeline. As just like in the sacred timeline, the one that we're now on, the Raiders finish 7-9, while also finishing third in the AFC West, while also not qualifying for the playoffs. Although the team has made some dramatic improvements in both offense and defense, and with quarterback Jim Harbaugh connecting both wide receiver Tim Brown, and with an effective running back of Bo Jackson, the Raiders continue to struggle by not making the playoffs, and many believe this is because of the drama in the front office. Now, in real life, there actually was tension between Mike Shanahan and Al Davis, and it does continue in his alternate NFL timeline. The Raiders then go into the 1989 NFL NFL draft. In where unlike the 1988 NFL draft, the 1989 NFL draft does not allow the Raiders to make some very notable selections in where none of the players they select make the final roster for the 1989 NFL season. And the 1989 NFL season for the Los Angeles Raiders gets off to a very rough start. And by week five, Mike Shanahan is fired by Al Davis as head coach. As many say, it's from a power struggle in the front office with tension finally spilling over. In where Mike Shanahan is no longer the head coach of the Los Angeles Raiders, which actually also occurred in real life in the real timeline and Art Shell is appointed as head coach of the Los Angeles Raiders in Mike Shanahan's place. And that's when the Raiders see a dramatic improvement with their performance on the field and where the Raiders end up finishing the season with a record 11-5 and and where they advance into the playoffs. The Raiders, under the guidance of Art Shell, advance all the way to the AFC Championship game only to lose a close game to the Cleveland Browns as the Cleveland Browns end up advancing to the Super Bowl in this alternate timeline and where they defeat the San Francisco 49ers in this alternate timeline in the 1990 Super Bowl. Now, in our timeline, it was actually the Broncos facing off against the 49ers in the Super Bowl, but in this alternate timeline, it's the Cleveland Browns, in where they are victorious as opposed to the 49ers. Despite the loss in the AFC Championship game, it is seen that the Raiders are indeed a team on the rise, which takes us into the 1990 NFL Draft, in where just before the draft, the Raiders
writers are presented with a very rare opportunity that was actually presented to them in real life, but Al Davis turned it down, and that was a chance to trade for Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Michael Irvin. Now, in this alternate NFL timeline, the Raiders learned that the Cowboys were shopping around Michael Irvin, which is actually the case in real life. But in this alternate NFL timeline, it's when the Raiders were presented with the opportunity to trade for Michael Irvin, and instead of turning it down like they actually did, Al Davis chooses to make the trade for Michael Irvin in order for Michael Irvin to become a member of the Los Angeles Raiders. Now, the Cowboys are looking to make another big splash trade like they did with the Herschel Walker trade, so this allows the Cowboys to make another version of the Herschel Walker trade in its alternate timeline as Al Davis trades three first-round draft picks to the Cowboys in order to acquire Michael Irvin, which many see as a gamble, but Al Davis believes that the trading three first-round draft picks to the Cowboys will allow the Raiders to get the missing piece of the puzzle they need to get back to the Super Bowl. After this trade, Al Davis now believes that the Raiders have all they need in order to build a Super Bowl team, as he doesn't believe they'll actually need these three first-round draft picks in the next three years, as it's the belief of Al Davis that the Raiders have the players they need. So in this alternate NFL timeline, Al Davis makes that move and trades those three first-round draft picks to the Cowboys to get Michael Irvin, giving them two top wide receivers with the Raiders, Tim Brown and Michael Irvin, as the Raiders go into the 1990 NFL season. And then the 1990 NFL season, the Raiders finish 12-4 and and also win their division at the AFC West. They advance all the way to the AFC Championship game and were also Bo Jackson does not injure his hip in a game against the Cincinnati Bengals, which occurred in our timeline. Both the wide receiver duo of Michael Irvin and Tim Brown, the Raiders have more flexible options at offense with different plays to be called, and the play that resulted in Bo Jackson's injury, which later ended his career in the NFL, never occurs. The Raiders in advance of the AFC Championship game in where they defeat the Buffalo Bills, in where they advance to the Super Bowl to face off against the New York Giants, in the Super Bowl in 1991, in where the Raiders defeat the New York Giants in the Super Bowl, in where Jim Harbaugh is named as MVP. The Raiders then go on to continue to have success in the NFL in the following season, in where they once again defeat the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship game, advancing to their second straight Super Bowl, in where they once again defeat the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship game, advancing to their second straight Super Bowl, in where they win once again, this time against the Washington Redskins, and Bo Jackson is named MVP of the Super Bowl. And the success only continues to the Raiders, in where they go on to once again win their third straight Super Bowl, after once again defeating the Buffalo Bills in a third straight rematch in the AFC Championship game, in where the Raiders advance to their third straight Super Bowl, in where they face off against their Bay Area rival, the San Francisco 49ers, in the Super Bowl. And the Raiders go on to win their third straight Super Bowl in this alternate timeline, with Jim Harbaugh named as the MVP. And the success only continues, in where in the fourth year in a row, the Raiders face off against the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship game, and the Raiders win once again, advancing to their fourth straight Super Bowl, in where they face off against the 49ers in a rematch. And the Raiders win their fourth straight Super Bowl. And it's in this game is where Michael Irvin is named MVP. Now, a major difference in this timeline, it's not only the Raiders winning four straight Super Bowls, it's also them defeating the 49ers twice in a row. So in this alternate NFL timeline, the Raiders defeat the 49ers twice in a row in the Super Bowl. As a result, alternate choices in the NFL draft, while also trading three first-round draft picks to the Cowboys to secure Michael Irvin. Many now refer to the Raiders as the Kings of California. As soon after winning the Super Bowl in 1994, it's where the Los Angeles Raiders are faced with a very critical choice, as there are rumors about the Raiders leaving Los Angeles due to not having a stadium deal in place. But it's in the city of Los Angeles works out a deal with Al Davis in order to keep the Raiders in the city of Los Angeles, and in this alternate timeline, the Raiders choose to stay in Los Angeles and do not move back to Oakland. The Rams still move to St. Louis without any opposition from the league, as the NFL does not oppose the Rams leaving Los Angeles, as you now know they'll have a team in Los Angeles with the Raiders. But once the Rams leave Los Angeles to go to St. Louis, there's now talk about a new NFL relocation city, and that city is Las Vegas. And the NFL 
announces that they are in talks with the city of Las Vegas to bring in an NFL team, with many saying it could be the Rams. And while all this is going on, the Raiders are celebrating a newfound dynasty while also being the dominant team in California, and now Davis cements the phrase, the Kings of California, to accompany the phrase of commitment to excellence. And that is where his timeline ends. So what are the consequences of this timeline? Well, the Dallas dynasty never happens, Bo Jackson never gets injured, and remains an all-star running back with the Raiders. The Raiders end up becoming the dominant team of the 90s, the Raiders never leave Los Angeles, and Oakland remains without an NFL franchise, and Las Vegas becomes new NFL relocation city, all due to the Raiders becoming the team of the 90s. And Jim Harbaugh has a dramatically different NFL career. Now here are my closing thoughts. But first, let's discuss this episode's beer pairing in the Bar of Loki. Now in last week's edition to Parallel Gridiron, we had a beer with no alcohol, but this week we're going the opposite direction. By going back to the beers normally profiled here in Brew Stilled, for this week's beer pairing for the Parallel Gridiron is called Super Hopatronic Lepisitor Citra Sabaro Triple IPA from River North Brewery in Denver, Colorado. This New England style triple hazy IPA comes with an ABV of 10.5%. It is brewed with Citra and Saburo hops, and it also comes in a 12-ounce can, which may be because of the triple hazy IPA nature of this excellent beer, and this beer also has an excellent hazy IPA color to it, also with a very good fruity flavor to it, also very hoppy at the same time. So the hoppiness of this beer, along with the combo of citrus and fruity flavors, definitely do make this hazy IPA an excellent summertime beverage. This is what I call a classic summertime beer, a beer to have in the middle of the summer, or even just during any summer day as well, between the months of June, July, and August. This is definitely good beer for barbecue, also for a good casual beer during the summertime. This excellent, very hoppy and hazy triple IPA would definitely do the trick for a nice summer day. And also given the nature of the Raiders, I definitely do believe the Raiders would definitely be a team that definitely do well with very hoppy beers, especially triple IPAs, along with higher alcohol content stout beers. But for this week's edition of Pillow Gridiron, the beer pairing is going to be this triple hazy IPA from River North Brewing out of Denver, Colorado. Now back to my closing thoughts. Could have the Raiders built a 90s dynasty with Jim Harbaugh as their quarterback if he had players such as Tim Brown, Bo Jackson, and Michael Irvin all around him? We'll never truly know. But to quote the Marvel hero known as Vision, aka Wanda Maximoff's lover, it stands to reason it would have been a strong possibility. Now, if the Raiders did indeed build a dynasty in the 90s, it might have triggered chaos in the NFL, given the NFL's complex relationship and history with the Raiders. Yet, amidst the ashes and embers of such chaos, does come in new beginning, not only for an entire NFL franchise, but also for an entire city. So perhaps the chaos of a Raiders dynasty in the 90s may not have been that catastrophic, as I'm sure would have kept the Raiders in Los Angeles, giving them their own separate place, just like Oakland, and just like what Wanda Maximoff had with Westview and WandaVision. Now, if Wanda Maximoff had an NFL team, I do believe that team would have been the Raiders. Now, as I think about this timeline, this alternate timeline where the Raiders were the team in the 90s, it makes me think back in the episode of WandaVision, and where Wanda became aware of powers, especially with chaos magic, allowing Wanda to realize her true potential. Had this time had gone the way that it did in this episode of the Parallel Gridiron, maybe the Raiders would have realized the potential they never knew even existed. So, I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Parallel Gridiron here in Bruce Stilled. In next week's episode, we'll continue our journey into this realm of alternate NFL realities by going to an alternate, unique chapter in the NFL. So where are we going next week in the Parallel Gridiron? Well, here's where we're going. It was known as one of the most memorable drafts in NFL history 
history. It was a draft filled with drama, with one NFL's best quarterbacks refusing to play for a team who originally drafted him, setting the stage for a classic NFL draft day drama that many talk about to this day. Next to the drama, there was intrigue, a quarterback prospect with a college past that turned off several NFL teams and back alley deals. I'm talking about the 1983 NFL draft. However, what if this draft turned out differently than it actually did? What if John Elway, Dan Marino, and Jim Kelly were drafted elsewhere as opposed to teams that are drafted by in our timeline? So join me next week for week three of the Parallel Gridiron for a tale of three quarterbacks for an alternate version of the 1983 NFL draft. And that shall do for me in this week's edition of the Parallel Gridiron here on Bruce Stilled. Please tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please rate this podcast five stars on your desired podcast directory. And also, please check and follow this podcast on Instagram at Bruce Stilled Podcast on Instagram. It's where you find photos of all the drinks profiled here at Bruce Stilled. Please go to enjoy some good beer, bourbon, and whiskey. I am your host, Brandon, and I'll see you all in next week's edition of the Parallel Gridiron here on Bruce Stilled. And until then, be brewed and be distilled, folks. Cheers.